Welcome to the Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures Podcast. We're going to talk hunting, fishing, and everything outdoors. So pull up a seat and enjoy our campfire stories. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, what's going on? Once again, thanks for joining me. Want to give my shout outs Germantown, Maryland, St. Louis, Missouri, Sylvania, Ohio. Been checking in a lot lately. Wonder where Silver Springs is. Is that the township in New Jersey? Not sure. If not, hit me up. Facebook and Instagram, Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures. So I'm going to start off with a little bit of comedy. What a day this morning. Go down to my local Stewart's, which is actually going the opposite way from work, but it's close in my town. I go out there and I want to get some gas. So we've been having really cold weather. We had uh, negative 20 here the other day, wind chill, up north negative 50s. So I put my credit card in the gas pump, and it's taking a real long time. It's saying, one moment, please. And about two minutes of standing there, I'm like, something's not right. So I decided to cancel it. Well, I couldn't have thought it, but I was like, wouldn't it be funny if my card got locked in this thing? Well, green light stayed on, card locked in. I head inside, and I said to the girl, hey, I said, you know, my credit card's locked in the machine. She goes, okay, that happens all the time. Just give it two minutes. So I go out. I give it two minutes, but technically, because it's, I stood there for another two minutes, I was like, went back inside. I said, hey, this thing is not releasing my card. So she puts on her jacket, comes outside. And pulls the thing straight out. <laughs> so, feeling a little bit like a jackass. But, I'm frustrated, man. So, I'm like, you know what? I'll just get gas later. But then I was like, I need gas. I don't want to push it. It's been cold out. What I'm going to do, but I'm not going through that again, is I'm just going to pay inside. I don't know if y'all have ever watched The Office, Michael Scott. That's what she said. If you watch The Office, you get what I mean by that. Michael would always, depending on what somebody said, if it was kind of sexual in nature, he would always end up saying, that's what she said. So I go in, I put my credit card in. The girl was really cool. Like she tried to free me up and get me in and out quick. So there was a guy monkeying around with something at the one register that she was serving before me. And she took me to a different register. So I go over, I put the card in as she's like, all right, you're all set. Have a great day. And as I walk, I'm walking away, she says, oh, it might not have worked. You may have pulled it out too quick. And she said, oh, never mind. But at the same time, when I was walking away, I laughed and I said, that's what she said. <laughs> you pulled it out too quick. <laughs> but anyways, um, 
Maybe that made you laugh. If you're an Office fan, you can appreciate that. Um, Northern Challenge. Yeah, I was talking about that on my last podcast. I was really excited. $40,000 in prizes. First ice fishing expedition of the year. Well, it didn't happen. So I started to ask myself, is 2023 going to kick me in the nuts like 2022? Long story short, um, I was invited up by a colleague, co-worker. Uh, he's got a camp up there. He's from the North Country. Uh, if you're not familiar with New York State, Tupper Lake's pretty close to the Canadian border up in the Adirondacks. So all week, man, I'm watching, you know, we've been having this really warm weather, and it's it's been awful. Lake George hasn't frozen up yet. Um, still to this day, I believe, even with this bad weekend we had, I guess the wind's been so bad, the waves been keeping it open, and even all the bays were like skim ice from what one of the ice reports was saying. Um, so it's supposed to be negative five up at Topper Lake, and I'm like, this is great, man. My bu- my buddy, you know, he p- posted a picture on Facebook. I talked to him. He caught a nice bass, and he goes, man, we got 12 inches of uh, ice up here. Which I'm a little bit skeptical of the ice, and uh, I was really happy to hear that, considering that we were going to be driving across the lake on snowmobiles. So, I text my buddy Ted, and he's down in Dutchess, and I said, yeah, man, I said, I'm going to be in this ice tournament, and it's negative five, you know. It's cold, but we can get through it. Got my new thermal hub. day later, Ted texts me and he says, uh, yeah, you better throw a two before that five. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, negative 25. What's he talking about? Like, what's he seeing that I'm not seeing? So a lot of times I'll keep the app open on my phone. And uh, basically, I was like, maybe I just need to refresh it. So I refreshed it. It still was coming up like negative five. So I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. Four hours later, I get a text from my buddy up north, and he goes, I don't know, man. Having second thoughts. Supposed to be negative 30 before the wind show up here. Now, being that he hosted me, he invited me up. You know, I get to play it cool and see how he's really feeling about this. Like, you know, I thought he, maybe he was just, you know, he put the old LOL at the end, and I was just wondering if possibly he was just kind of like, eh, you know, just goofing around. But I wanted to see how he really felt. So I said, hey, man, you know, however you want to play it, that's cool. I'll just have to eat the 45 bucks. So he texts me back. He's like, yeah, it sucks. I'm going to have to eat the 45 too. But, you know, it's looking like it's going to be really cold. And being that we're going to drive out in the morning set up, um, he goes, it could be really brutal. So I'm bummed because the biggest thing I was worried about driving up to the Adirondacks was like getting big snow. And uh, I was like, all right, man, you know, it is what it is. So I get home and that night I put the news on and I was watching the news that I usually, you know, have the app, the weather app too. And next thing the meteorologist is saying, it's going to be 50 below zero. <laughs> I was just like, wow, man, that that's cold. 
So I was I was good with that. Um it is what it is. Really bummed out, but um maybe I'll see if I can get some results of what happened up there and talk about it in the next like uh like next podcast. And it's funny because they I heard it was somewhere I think in I'm not sure if it was Vermont or New Hampshire. I think Vermont or New Hampshire. Um hit like negative one hundred. I know uh Whiteface Mountain up in the Adirondacks hit I think around the same. Um they broke an all time record and it was pretty brutal. So so I've had all my bait bought because the one thing that Joe had said is like uh, bait in that area is really hard to come by because thousands of guys show up, men and women alike. But it's funny, man. (laughs) I lost a lot of my bait by the next day. I bought this new pump. I don't know if I talked on the last podcast, but I did a video on my YouTube channel for it. But for ten bucks, it's a great pump. It plugs into the wall, um, and it comes with an adjustment for the air. And Joe, the owner of Clubhouse on the Cliff, where I get my bait in Perling, New York, he was talking about like you know uh, the aeration and how you know fish struggle in, in the current from the aerator. So I buy this for ten bucks on Amazon. High Top makes it, and awesome little pump. The only thing I didn't like about it, and I gotta check again, just maybe I missed something, but I don't think it has an on and off. Uh, basically, you just plug it into the wall, and that's the extent of that. Um, but I I checked these uh, fish the next morning. I lost probably more than half. Um, and suckers are really durable, one thing I will say. But the bubbles and the fraught coming from the water, I definitely should have put. The, I, I was too damn lazy. And I didn't put the adjuster on it. On it, so uh, it is what it is. Um, but I was looking into a lot of stuff with the bait, and this one guy made a great point where you know. That was one of the big things he says that people do wrong. It's like, you know, they, they turn the aerators way up because they, you know, they want to make sure the fish has oxygen. But what happens is they're swimming for dear life trying to, you know, fight the current and they get tired and they keel off. Another thing with it was the stress. So this guy, like, used like a Rubbermaid tote storage bin. And he put like rocks and stuff in it. And it was amazing because it helps him get out of the current of the aerator, apparently. And also, it's a place for him to hide and be less stressed out. And he picks this rock up at this little like rock cave he made. And there had to be 30 minnows under this thing. I was like baffled. I was, they were just like schooled up together. It was really cool. Um... So lo and behold, by I said to myself, man, Saturday's a wash, and it was really cold, man. The wind was just brutal. 
I was like, you know what? I'm definitely getting out Sunday. So Sunday rolls, or Saturday night, I should say. I've only got a few of these things left. Um, decided I'm going to go to Thompson's Lake. It's, they stock rainbow trout up in there, and it's about 26 minutes from my house. Ice reports are reading it was like 5 to 6 inches. I know it's good enough, but you, I don't know the lake well enough where what I'm getting myself into, where areas maybe guys stay away from. But I did scope it out on Friday after work, and I saw where a couple guys were out. So I decided to go there Sunday morning. Sunday rolls around. I got two suckers left. But I'm really excited. Uh, I I wanted to use my jet sled. I've, as I've talked about, I've done modifications to it with hatches, rod locker, lights, uh, electric, you know, so I can charge things. Uh and it would build a platform for my stuff on to put on top and then ratchet it down. I should have took a picture. I didn't. Um, but I will be getting out there again over the weekend um, and see what happens. But, like I said, nothing's easy, baby. I bought this cabin, Otter Cabin, last year. I put it up once. I struggled a bit with it. So last week I said to myself, let me put this thing up again so I'm not kind of relearning out on the ice in the dark. So I start setting this thing up in my living room and something's catching on it. I'm struggling, I'm sweating, I'm not happy. And at some point, something gave and it released everything and the side popped out for me. But I was just not happy. I was like, you know, because like I said, if this happens while I'm out in the ice in the dark, um, it's not going to be not, it's not going to be fun. And, you know, they, they show these videos like, you know, the Otter Pros, the dude like supposedly pops up in 20 seconds. And yeah, I wasn't feeling that. But the moral of the story is there's good people out there. A lot of times I've talked about the haters on here and I still see him <laughs> um, and I was even listening to an ice fishing podcast the other day where like these guys were like oh everyone's willing to help and I think it was somewhere up in Canada like um, Lake of the Woods but I was laughing because um, I'm like there's probably a lot less of that than what they think but I you know I just started getting into ice fishing the last couple of few years um, I've been out a couple times actually a few times um, I used to go out when I was a kid with my buddies and we weren't very serious more of the old go out sit on a bucket minimalist like you know with tip-ups and then in probably my mid-20s uh, my friend Ted took me out with a bunch of his buddies from work and they were hardcore um, it was one of the very few times that I've been out on my hometown lake which is a great fishery for large brown trout 
Um, and to watch these guys, like, with their, especially back in the day, you're talking, you know, the 90s. You know, these guys had their gas augers and tons of food cooking out on the ice. And I was like, what? and it was brutal. I'll never forget that. It was brutal cold. And there was no uh, hubs. <laughs> so it was just dudes, like, with their warmest gear you can get and, you know, out there doing it. So I was kind of unprepared. I get out there later than I wanted to. I wanted to get out there, make sure I was like the first guy out. Um, but I ended up being late, and I was getting there just as the light was cracking. But when I did get to the lake, surprisingly enough, um, there was nobody there. So I put all my gear together, and I'll talk about the jet sled after this situation. I get out to my spot, which <laughs> ended up being, after all, not in the right spot. I checked my Navionics. I thought I'd walked farther out, and I ended up being, like, in five feet of water. <laughs> so, But it's all good because when I get out there, I start to set the, the, the cabin up, and I'm struggling. I'm probably struggling for about five minutes. First guy comes. He walks by. Hey, man, how's it going? He goes out to his spot. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Kind of feel like an idiot at this point. Um, another guy's coming. And as he's walking out, obviously he's seeing me struggle. <laughs> I'm not feeling too good because I probably, you know, the old rookie mistake kind of thing. But now I can't help it. The guy's kind of watching me as he's walking. I go, this thing sucks, man. And so they say it's a quick setup, but I said, it's all jammed up. This kid says to me, he goes, happens a lot, you know. It happens to the best of us. Would you want me to give you a hand? And I said, yeah, man, that'd be cool, you know, if you don't mind. Um, and I explained to him, I said, there's one, one of the, the hub sections is like jammed down into another one in the V. So the both of us start like pulling and tugging and I show him exactly where it is and he goes, yeah, he goes, that's really messed up, man. He goes, I don't know. So we're monkeying around with it and finally I said to the kid, I go, yo, man, I said, I appreciate your time. I said, but you know, I don't want you to lose your spot. Um, so I appreciate everything you've done. So the kid says to me, he goes, yo, man, he goes, you got a lot of stuff here, man. I'd hate to see you have, like, brought it out here and not be able to use it. She goes, I'm waiting for a buddy. I don't mind hanging out and help, trying to help you open this thing up. I'm, like, baffled, man. I'm, like, this kid, this kid, dude, is, like, one of the coolest people ever, man, to help a brother out. So he says to me, he goes, we might have to take the supports out, you know, because they, they, there's little pockets in the hub and you can like bend, you know, the support and bring them out. So he said, all right. So we take two of them out, which is no big deal because, you know, you kind of know where they're at at this point. It loosens it up a bit, but there's no way this thing's coming out. So we do a third and now I'm like getting nervous. I'm like, oh my God. 
finally his buddy's coming and he said he's got he's had this issue before he, he might be a better help so enter another dude and he starts helping so we're able to finally pop one side of this thing out but when we got on the inside you can see where this one section was just jammed up within the corner of another one like i don't even know how it was i don't even know how to explain it but you could see the permanent part of the hub that doesn't go into these pockets um it was twisted man like somebody was wringing a towel and the one guy says hey he goes we're gonna literally have to take that hub assembly apart and take all the supports out of the hub assembly now i'm freaking out I'm like oh my god i've never even had this thing on the ice yet but at the same time i'm like if i take it home you know i might not be able to do this by myself because of the pressure on all the supports um so this guy jesse man out of nowhere pulls his leatherman out within seconds and he starts taking the nuts off of this the hub assembly he gets it off takes all the supports out of the hub untwist the uh all the fabric and puts it back together now mind you there's these little protectors that go into the pocket so it doesn't rip the fabric they had to find those because some fell off some stayed up in the in the pockets in the uh, fabric and these dudes like took the time to make sure all the pieces were right um and lo and behold they got it back together and we said it once it was like we had it where we needed it it popped out within a matter of a minute i was so thankful man i was like you guys are the goddamn best man i was like unbelievable i appreciate all the time you could have been fishing away for like 40 minutes i'm really just thank you so much i looked them up on facebook i'm gonna reach out to him and pay it forward um i'm hoping to get my guide license here soon i passed all my tests i sent all the paperwork the money in um and where i'd like to start guiding is a place that i'm really successful at it's a beautiful place and i'm going to offer these guys a free guided morning of uh brown trout fishing because uh it was well deserved and these dudes were like in their late 20s you know so most people would walk right by you man and these dudes lent a hand and i couldn't be more happy so that being said there are good people out there man so back to the jet sled before this debacle with the otter cabin i had a great run with the jet sled <laughs> so last week and i ended up finishing up the rod locker came really sweet um i don't know if i talked about this in the last podcast but i uh finished that all up and i went out to home depot and bought a 17 gallon storage tote now with the width of the cabin the cabin 
it fits exactly the length of the medium jet sled. So that was awesome. Then, with the width left on the other half of the jet sled, the 17-gallon storage totes fit, which behind that gave me enough room to put my drill, my striker, my Garmin, and then a crate with the 20-pound propane tank. Then on top of the, the cabin, I put, you know, a folding chair, um, a fanny pack that I have my camera gear in. And then I just ratchet strapped everything on and it was mint, man. Like the platform that I created with putting these rod hatch lids on. Um, just amazing, man. I was in my glory on the way out. <laughs> so, um... And it was cool, too, because when I first got it up, I was sweating. You know, the, we were all sweating. Je this dude, Jesse, looks at me. He's like, nothing like sweating first thing in the morning. <laughs> Trying to get this damn hub up. But uh, when I first got settled in, like, I didn't want to deal with the chair or anything, man. So I literally sat on the deck of that. And it was awesome. Um, I learned a lot. I actually got to watch some Supercross, man. That was really cool. There's nothing like the, the you know, the we are spoiled nowadays, man. The technology we have, it just makes life ridiculous almost. You know, I sat there watching my uh, Houston Supercross, watch Eli Tomac take the win, and uh, and fished. <laughs> so, um, I am. I brought. I have this little tiny, uh, it's a two-place propane burner. It's probably about two inches, you know, thick and probably maybe 20 inches long. But you can put two things on it. You know, you could fry up on one thing and have a kettle of tea on the other. But it's really, it fits inside the rod, uh, the storage locker part of the uh, jet sled. And I was just a little bit. Because I've never had this set up yet, um, it was a little bit tight. You know, if I had another person in there, I probably wouldn't be able to have the jet sled inside the uh, the hub. But I'm all right with that because I didn't want to flip over. Um, and for me, since I go out fishing a lot on my own, ice fishing, it, it worked out perfect, man. But I was kind of overwhelmed by not having a ton of room in there I guess I gotta buy the lodge right but I can't justify that till I really start fishing a lot more than just a couple times a year but I felt like I needed a table man before I would cook food up so I, I didn't use the propane stove which it was no big deal because, like I said, I literally can get in the storage thing with my auger and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to have to post a video of how I set it up. Um, the one thing that that kind of sucks is that once you get everything loaded on top, if you have anything you want to get to inside, well, you're kind of screwed. 
Um, because you have everything ratcheted down and you have to undo it. Not that it's a big deal, because when you really think about it, um, it's just a f maybe five items that I had on top of it. You had the, the propane for one, the storage container was two, hub three, chair four, fanny pack five, and basically the drill and my fish finder. So it wasn't bad, actually, but uh, I couldn't be more happy with the way my jet sled came out. Um, you know, it's just enough where you're not killing yourself. I was listening to a podcast over the weekend. Uh, they were talking about, I forget what size flip-up it is, but the one guy said, unless you got a buddy to help you drag that thing, you know, don't just go buying it because you think you're going to be toting this thing all around like nothing. He said, it's really heavy. Um, he was saying, you need a machine. <laughs> so, you know, careful with what you, you build or what you want and what you buy. But I was really psyched with the jet sled, man. Got some more ideas for it. Um, I think next week, you know, I should literally do a video of the finished product how everything stock stacks up on it um i'm a little more familiar with the lake now so i feel safe enough but definitely want to put some add-ons on this thing because it's sweet but back to the fishing part of this trip um I definitely blew it with not getting out deeper. Um, I did have one of my suckers ripped off the hook, though. So something actually hit it and took my bait. And then I had the second one, which pretty much lasted me the rest of the day. I did a little bit of jigging, but to no avail, I didn't catch any fish. Just ha really happy to be out there. Um, I tried some wax worms. And... Like I said, it just, just didn't really even mark a ton of fish. Once in a while, I thought I saw something. I don't know if it was a curious fish. But sometimes you don't even know if it's your bait or not. But I had a great time out there. Definitely want to do some kayaking on Thompson's Lake. I wanted to do it last year and never did. Um, This year, for sure, I'll be out there. Um, I didn't, I don't even think I took my kayak out once last year, which is sad. It really is. But next year we'll definitely hit it up hard and heavy for sure. Oh, lessons learned. So I bought the bit that you can actually use an electric drill, you know, a cordless drill with the auger. Yeah. And when I that thing spun so fast, man, when I went to drill my hole, when I had everything set up in the in the uh, in the hub, some of you might even know this and be like, "What an idiot." But uh it was spitting ice everywhere. So next time hindsight, you know, I I would probably do my my holes first, shovel all the crap away and then put the hub over top of the holes. Uh, because 
that was just a bad idea, man. I didn't know how much, you know, and even as, as slow as I tried to go with that thing, it was just eating that ice. Um, oh, the one thing I did do, which was really awesome, is I took a drill bit out. So when I did my anchors, I pre-drilled the holes, and then the more you tighten it, you know, it thickens up to put it by the top, and it worked great. I mean, I screwed these things in in seconds. You know, I know they sell the tool to do it, but do yourself a favor, man. Bring a drill bit. I, I don't know if it was maybe three-eighths or something, but um, I that thing would just went in like two seconds, boop, and then literally you just spin it by s slapping at the thing, and then by the you know you get to the last two inches of the anchor, uh, it really snugged down tight. So that was awesome. But you know, next week's another week. I was thinking about maybe heading up to Sagandaga. We're screwing Lake. Um, I have to do my research on it. Because I've never been to these places, so you got to sometimes tread lightly because ice can be dangerous, man. You know, it's like this year with Lake George, there's no ice on it. And when you look at the if, <laughs> the uh, report, it says bring a boat. <laughs> so it is what it is, you know. And another lesson learned, like I said, make sure you know how to aerate those bait fish. Guys, I'm going to leave it off at that, man. Getting late here. Work comes early. So, guys, thanks for joining me. I'll talk to you on the next one. And hopefully I have some fish catching stories. All right. Peace out. This episode of Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures podcast was brought to you by Wild Kingdom Sun. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram.